Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, another day, another GTA 6 conversation. Uh, this comes from an official patent filed by Take-Two um, that seems to relate to GTA 6. Um, it was invented by Rockstar's Associate Director of Technology, David Hind, and lead AI programmer, Simon Parr. Uh, it was noticed over on Reddit by Element Number 28, um, and it was wrote up by GamesRadar. And it seems to be that the patent overall focuses on the idea of expanding NPC AI, and the way you interact with them, the way they also react to whatever, whatever you're doing, whether that's a, a shootout, a high-speed chase, or whatever, um, and just making the world seem, I guess, more realistic, which is one of the only directions I think Rockstar could go at this point, like flesh out the NPC yeah. stuff when everything else is so like laboriously detailed. Um, so inside the patent, um, you know, they sort of talk about AI, uh, take to mention uh, as part of this patent that the AI that exists in GTA right now is deficient and they want to do a bit more with it. Um, they want to create a realistic virtual world that is not limited by hardware or software limitations. Um, and then part of that, and this is sort of semi-translated by Games Radar's write-up, because if you go into the patent, it's a lot of jargon. It's a lot of referring to uh, roads and islands in the game as nodes and then saying that, you know, when node A is being accessed, this will happen and whatever. Um, but according to Games Radar, um, you know, they were saying that the pattern focuses on the ways in which in-game NPCs move around and react to their environment. Um, the overall point being that there'd be different types of NPC AI um, mm-hmm. and you'd have a far bigger pool of overall characteristics for NPCs. Um, the examples that they gave are, you know, if there was someone driving like a sports car with a the top down, they'd be flying through the city versus if there was like a delivery driver or someone in a van or something, they'd be a lot more cautious and um, fleshing out that side of things um, alongside them reacting to high-speed chases or maybe they would all just avoid a certain part of the city if you were doing like a big old shootout or something like that. Um, what do you think of, of Rockstar taking it in that direction? Scott Telford, right? Again, not to make yet another What Culture Gaming video about cyberpunk, but I was watching the Crowby <laughs> Cat video last night about, so you know, good. obviously it was diving into the glitches and stuff like that but what intrigued me the most was mm. the comparison between grand theft auto's world and how it reacts to you and how lifeless kind of like cyberpunks is in mm. having seen how you can create an open world that doesn't really react to you and doesn't feel believable in how the pedestrians react it made me appreciate rockstar's games mm. that much more like gta 5 still holds up in terms of its interactivity and how traffic works and how you know each individual npc has its own little um you know, mini life or whatever. So to see that fleshed out even more, that, like, I love Rockstar's worlds because they are believable and I feel immersed in them and I feel like they have a great sense of place. And these little details, while they might not make, you know, the big press events or they might not be put on the back of the box like, I don't know, the addition of a jetpack would, for instance, <laughs> I do think, like, they're in- integral in innovating on what they the studio has already established in their previous titles mm. and just growing that for the next generation like they say like it, it might sound silly but the fact that you could 
bring more character to a city by having someone in a convertible flying around compared to, you know, delivery drivers being more careful and sticking to their routes more. Like, it does add to the lifelike unpredictability of mm. the setting you're in. And I, I lap that stuff up, man. Like, I really enjoy <laughs> all of those little details in these games. And it makes me appreciate, like I said, just makes me appreciate them so much more. So mm. the fact that in a world where everyone's moving towards multiplayer, everyone's moving towards live service, I like that Rockstar and Take-Two's focus at least in part, seems to be on making you know these worlds believable, making them as most detail- detailed as possible, and we're not losing that element. I'll tell you what's really weird, because like Hitman 3 is out very soon. Uh, I think by the, yeah, by the time this video goes live, our review will be up, so please check that out. Mm. But um, I've been replaying Hitman 1 and 2 in prep for this, and I would honestly say that I've had better GTA-style experiences messing around in Hitman than I have very... In, I mean, GTA 5 was in 2013 anyway, but in terms of the last mm-hmm. few years, or in terms of just giving you a play space full of AI that will react to everything that you're doing, um, I just remember going hog-wild postal in the original Hitman, and picking up a fire axe and just chasing down my target, just being this insane... <laughs> I'm a silent assassin. If you kill everybody, it's still silent. And um, But my point being that all the AI in those, you know, clockwork mechanism levels, those all those overlapping AI scripts and everything, um, you know, results in people running for their lives. Some people will try and return fire to mm-hmm. you. Like there's loads of different variations on NPC dialogue that will come out. And I just, it feels like you're poking and prodding at this, you know, specific set of like coding that's going to react to you and give you memorable moments and dynamic interactions and things like that. Stuff that is in GTA and has been in GTA 5, but I feel like if they really went down this route, um, you know, the idea of you're in the middle of a cop chase and, you know, some some random dude with his hair slicked back with his top down in his like fake Porsche just comes flying in and takes out the guy that's in front of you. Um, or there's like some roadworks going on. There's some guy trying to deliver a package or something and that also gets in the way. Um, it's a level of city-based dynamism that I feel like they've yeah. kind of always hinted at, but it's the next level for that. Maybe. No, I mean, you know, Rockstar's games, they've always excelled in their story-driven approach, their scripted sequences mm. and stuff like that. But it's it's also, you know, undeniable that a huge part of the appeal to some is just having this reactive world and indulging in that emergent gameplay, the anarchy of just, like you said, <laughs> going into these streets and just going absolute ham with a rocket launcher or a fast car piling things up, exploding them and stuff like that. It's obviously not going to be just cause level, but Mm. the difference between a just cause and a GTA is, in my eyes, how the world reacts to what you're doing. So the fact that you could have those scenarios, those unpredictable scenarios where you get into an action set piece that looks scripted but just Mm. isn't, and it's just how the... Um, NPC AI and the police AI have kind of adapted to what you're doing. Like all of that stuff is um, so incredibly appealing to a huge number of the player base. And you can argue that you might have lost that with Grand Theft Auto 4 a little bit, but I think Grand Theft Auto 5 was a sort of course correction and a kind of admission that, okay, we can do our story-driven stuff, we can do our character-based stuff, but also we need to make sure we have this great sandbox that feels fun to mess around in. One thing to mention as well, because um, it, it's it's in that big blurb at the bottom of the pattern when they're talking about all these different applications of this new AI, and they talk about, they just refer to a lot of things as nodes, um, like being on the road nodes, and then they talk about island nodes, um, and I've seen a few people sort of run with that, that like the idea that GTA 6 takes place across multiple islands, which we kind of know because they had that leaked map, so there's yeah. that idea too, but sort of putting those things together, um, you know, I, I assume that you would get certain parts of certain islands, or maybe entire islands where people literally drive differently, like 
like you would have a certain, I don't know, well-off district where everybody's in sports cars and they're all flying around and having a, yeah. a cop chase or doing something in that area would feel different than doing it somewhere else. I just, I don't know. It's a, Like I said, it's a level of interaction with the AI in GTA that I've just never really thought about. I sort of treat all of the, the AI in GTA as the same. Like, I'm going to be able to steal this car. I'm going to be able to go and fly through this area. Like, if you start mixing with that, then that's like a core overhaul that I'd probably welcome. 100 percent is what I was trying to say there. I mean, <laughs> uh, across GDA and even like stuff like Mafia, I think mm. one of the biggest strengths has always been the distinctive nature of the different um, parts of the map. You know, for instance, in GTA Five, going from the dense cityscape up to the the northern area, which is far more you know deserty, I guess. Mm. Um, and even the differences in in the design of the police cars, like between the different parts of the map, like all of that stuff to me really cemented my feeling that I was in this big place. Yeah, in terms of, you know, actual play space, it might not be as big as some of the biggest open world games, but the variety in there, it felt like you were coming out of a city and going to a different location, you know what I mean? So if we're mm-hmm. going into this next game where you have a bunch of different islands, a bunch of different cities perhaps, like making sure each one feels distinct, not only in the way it looks, but in how the people occupying those areas and the population reacts to you, reacts to the world itself. Like That's important in selling mm. the different personalities, the different characteristics of these different locations. And I mean, if you look at something like um, Mafia 3, for instance, like the way that handled police was really fascinating because if yeah. you were, in theory, if you were in the more affluent areas, you know, um, the cops would be absolutely on your ass. But if you were in the, the poorer areas in that game, you, would, um, you wouldn't have that fast response. So little things like that, they make a huge impact. In the case of Mafia 3, obviously that was a game uh, about like racism and about like the, how the police respond to you as a black character and stuff. So that really drove home the thematics there. And you could do something similar with the different districts in um, GTA 6. Mm-hmm. by bo- boosting the NPC behavior, by boosting how police work, by boosting mm-hmm. the complexity of the AI systems in it. Well, because that was one of the things that like Red Dead 2 was sort of, I think it was on Kotaku, they did a write-up on like how sort of static it can feel. It can feel like you're walking through like a theater production and that everything is going to trigger for you the first time you walk through a certain you know street or whatever. You're only going to see those things once. Like, you know, the very first time that you go into Valentine and you see everybody working on different DIY projects mm-hmm. or taking care of their horse or someone's getting kicked out of the saloon or whatever. Um, that idea of these sort of like half-scripted, half-open-world segments that are triggering as you walk past them. Um, that's something that Hitman's done loads of too as well. Um, but if they can kind of bridge that gap and you know give all those ai separate scripts that would generate based on all sorts of different things like what other members of the npcs are doing or what you're doing and things like that i don't know i look forward to seeing what they could do considering how much of a mess cyberpunk is in and um, it's only made me look back at rockstar stuff red dead 2 gca 5 um, and go oh my god they actually pulled off this thing that is increasingly seems like a miracle the fact that just i don't know the state that cyber's in compared to how proficient and ridiculously perfect red dead 2 is on a technical level um you would hope that if anyone's going to be able to do this, it will be Rockstar. Um, so yes, let us know what you think down in the comments below of the idea of GTA 6 overhauling its NPC AI. Um, and what else, what else do you want to see from GTA 6 overall? For now, I've been Scott from WhatCulture.com. I've been Josh from WhatCulture.com. And we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.